Welcome. You have now logged on with Glory Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your host of Glory Rising. And good evening. This is your host, Loretta, from Glory Rising Radio, and I'm joined tonight by my best friend, my pastor, and my husband, Roger. Hello. Uh, Cindy and Andre are supposed to be on their way, but they have not made it yet, so... Right now, it's just Roger and myself. We have some fun stuff that we're planning coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I believe it's going to be on the 17th. We've got a group of young people that are going to come and join us on the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, some ladies that are from the Angel Tree through the prison ministries. These are children that, who, that have parents that are incarcerated and need our help at the Christmas time. So we've got that coming up. I've spoken to a few other people that I'm trying to get on the show. So we've got a lot of stuff that we're starting to reach out to the community a little bit more. So what do you have for us tonight, Roger? Oh, well, I mean, <clears throat> just piggybacking just a little bit more with uh, those young people. Uh, then the They're called uh, Kids Zone. And uh, therefore, there are four kids ages uh, 10, I think between 10 and 12. And they get in behind the mic and talk to kids about stuff that kids need to talk about. Okay. And so um, that uh, they, they were shown how to do all this uh, through um, Rochelle Owens and Change and Change Ministries. Uh, where they uh, where they helped out with the angel tree for for the uh, children that uh, you know their parents are imprisoned. So we've got a lot of things going on there. We're looking at partnershiping with her on some other things that are going on. But we wanted to get the kids on here and uh, and to give them a chance to talk to some other young people. So I'm really looking forward to that. We've got a ton of other people. It's just timing is is one of the things to coordinate since we have an evening show. You know, sometimes it's hard to get folks to be able to be live, so. Hey, but at least it's not as bad as when we were on Monday nights at the going down of the sun and time to go to bed, <laughs> period. <laughs> From 8 to 10, yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, we're, we're working on it, and, you know, we want to continue bringing you as much good information as we can. And there's we're working on some uh, other children's programs, uh some extravag- uh, extravaganza, children, children's extravaganzas. We're going to do several of them uh, apartment complexes this year. And so we're working all that out where we have, like, little, you know, fun activities and stuff and uh, for the kids. So it's just all kinds of little things that we're working on. And we need your prayers on that. And uh, if you would like to financially help us with any of that, uh, just give us – a call um it's a what six eight two hold on i'm getting i don't want to mess up the phone number okay hang on uh, it's a coming yeah because i don't know it by heart myself <laughs> yeah because usually uh andre would take care of that he's our public relations person and so uh anyway so you know we are going to be uh well we also need to let you know if you want to call in today that number for the call-in for today is 214-431-5555. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
1-800-227-5032. I also am on Facebook Live monitoring the chats if anybody wants to send a, a shout-out through Facebook. And the number you will call if you want to help out with any things like that, and you want to volunteer and come and help work with the kids, give us a call, 682-319-4846. That's 682-319-4846. We need all the help we can get because we're going to need lots of adults out there to help run some of the games and things. So uh, if you're interested in doing something like that or you got a church group that say, hey, you know, we'd like to help those kids too, Call us, 682-319-4846. Andre will probably be the one that will be answering the phone on that one and give me your information. And uh, we'll start giving you dates and times here coming up. We're just coordinating things with apartment complexes. So, but we're going to be, you know, some things. We're going to talk about not giving up. Okay, don't give up. You don't know how many times that I've wanted to give up. And I'm sure that you all have been on, on that where it's just like, look, I've had enough. I, did, I just don't want to, I'm just tired. I just want to quit. Um, and, and that's exactly what the enemy wants from us is to get us to give up, to surrender. Yeah, he wants us so distracted that we get frustrated and <clears throat> say it's not going right. And I, I, I just throw in the towel. I can't take it anymore. But those are the moments, and I'm speaking from personal experience, those are the times when we have to fight that urge to say, I quit, and say, God, to me this is not going right. What am I doing wrong? What do I need to correct? And stop and listen to God because he may say, you think it's going wrong, but I have a purpose for everything that you're going through. Right, yeah. Because sometimes we, we get other people telling us, well, where, the direction you're going is wrong, or you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right. Um, but if we just take time to sit back and ask God, am I doing what's right? You know, we take, all, we take man's word and, and say, okay, well, I not, must not be doing something right, because they hold a title, you know, they're a pastor or a bishop or something that holds a title. And so they must be right because they have a title. Well, you know, they're not always right. Sometimes Satan uses those folks just as much. He likes to use Christians more than he likes to use the sinners. He likes to work Christians against Christians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and I was going to say, and when it comes to listening to your quote-unquote friends, Mm-hmm. Look at Job and the lessons he had to learn from his so-called friends. I was like, I'm sorry. You have friends like that? You don't need any more enemies. (laughs) You know, you want your friends that are, first of all, going to tell you the truth. Right. But then they're going to help pick you up and put you back where you need to be. Yeah. Because it's okay to tell tell somebody the truth, but if you tell them the truth and and in a demeaning manner you're not helping them you're, you have you're, to do it in love yes everything's got to be done that be and let them know you care okay yes you're doing this wrong but i can help you with this or i can be praying for you on this but to say you're doing this wrong and you know you're going to hell well that did not help the situation out at all um you know it's 
people are struggling enough with the enemy whispering in their ears. They don't need to need those that claim to be part of the body of Christ be doing it as well. Right. So we we've got to pick this thing up. I mean, for me, this last week, God had to wake me up at early in the morning and not and talk to me about quitting. Okay, so that's why I'm kind of bringing it up because. You know, I've just been through this thing here with, with, with the Lord himself. And I, and I know there's other people. I mean, I'm not the only one that, that's going through the, the battles. Okay. But he told me, uh, because once I got uh, diagnosed with AFib uh, for my, with my heart, and now i got to go have a, a, what do they call that? An ablation. An ablation, where they run the, something up through my veins to my heart. And it's like I was like, okay. I'm done, you know, you know, um, you know, my life is done, you know, and, and it's like, no, my life's not done. You know, the enemy wanted me to quit and say, okay, just relax, you know, don't, you know, don't go out and try to stress yourself. And You're in those golden years now. <laughs> oh, is it so golden take, <laughs> Well, yours looks more silver than yeah, gold. That's what I'm saying. You know? Mine looks more silver. And but, I, th- I think the ladies at work and I have come to the conclusion that they call it the golden years because you're putting out all this gold to the doctors and the hospitals <laughs> and the pharmacies and yeah, just personal pro- yeah. Yeah, observation here. But it, it's it's one of those things that you know you you get thinking the wrong way, and it's like it's not you know it's just like having a cold or anything else. You know, you either you know it's one of those things that's either going to go away or it's going to be with you. But God is the, is the one that says whether you're done or not. And so, you know, I had to get get past these things, but we have to get to the point that no matter what hits us, no matter what comes our way, we don't give up. Okay, we've got to stand firm because we, if our faith is in the Lord, then we're going to stand even if everybody turns their back on you. And that would be one of the hardest things is to have your closest friends and everybody say. We don't want anything to do with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, you know, then what? You feel all alone. But we always have to remember God never left. You know, even if we're wrong in, in doing something and people leave, God still doesn't leave. He's still there to say, hey, if you turn your, turn your life around, I can work with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so these are just little things to... Yeah, we're going to be discussing on some of the, uh, you know, some of our experiences and things like this. But, you know, if you if you if you're going through that and you just need some encouragement, call us two one four four three one five zero three two five zero three two. Yep. So that way we can we can talk with you. You can share your testimony. Maybe encourage somebody else. You know, because I know there's many times when when you stand for what's right, a lot of times nobody will stand with you. It's just going to be you and God. And then that's it. But are you still going to stand? Especially when you know it's from the Lord. So, I mean, there's, I think think we've all been down that road. And I don't think it's wrong to say, God, I need you in skin form. (laughs) Just for him to send a strong Christian your way mm-hmm. that can give you a hug, lend an ear, and just 
not even give you advice, but just to sit there with you and, and listen. Right. Well, and then you made mention about Job. I mean, when Job was going through everything and even his wife, you know, turned his back on him and his kids were all dead because of all the situations around and he's and and all that he never once even when his children were all killed you know in when the their when their house collapsed he never he, right after that he never once accused god of being mean or taking away his kids he says you god give us god takes away praise be the lord mm-hmm. you know he understood that you know even our children are only loaned to us by God. They're actually his children. Yeah, our children he entrusts to our care. Mm -hmm. Then as they grow and they go out on their own, all you can do is pray, Lord, have I taught them what they need, not only to get through life, but to have a relationship with you. Not just Christian or not just churchianity, but an actual relationship. <coughs> and I see we have Cindy has come Hi. in and joined us. Hello. And who are we talking about? Well, I mean, we were talking about not giving up, and so I was talking about Job yeah. and the things that he went uh, was going through at that time. And the advice that some of his friends gave. Yeah. It's always fun. I mean, if you haven't read the book of Job, you ought to read it because it's like, man, if I had friends like that, I don't need no enemies, okay? But his friends came because they heard he was sick. And so it's like, and then they accused him of everything except being a Christian. Well, of course, they didn't have Christians back then. But, hey, you know, it's, the whole thing is. But they thought he did something against God. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that's who you were talking yeah. about. So, uh, so you know, it's like, and when they first when they first arrived, you know, to, to see him, it said they sat there in silence. Okay. Yeah. So they, they sat there, they sat there in silence. Didn't even talk to him. Just sat there in in silence, pitying him. Who? <laughs> you. I, I didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, for all those that are out there listening. I am hearing now. Nisha's arrived. I had to tell my job. Last time they had me in at all, 651. Today, I just ran for it. <laughs> so I, I'm not in uniform. Yeah. I have okay. residents still outside asking how much is their rent. I hope they don't watch this show. I will be back Monday. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're, the topic we're talking about tonight is uh, never, or don't give up. Don't give up. And Joe, man. Yeah, well, Joe is, is a good one for not giving up. Okay. So... Um, you know, so, you know, we can see that sometimes our friends are not going to be our friends. Sometimes the enemy is going to use our friends, uh, more than it uses our enemies. And that's true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Well, because with friends, you let down your guard. Yeah. 
If, if you consider somebody, like if you told me, Miss Loretta, hey, we're going to come to your house at 5 a.m. And I'd be like, okay, for what? You'd be like, we're just going to be there. I would open the door and be like, hey, the door is open. <laughs> I wouldn't think about it. I'd be like, I'm going to go to sleep, but all y'all have to do is just open the door. Miss Loretta, get hurt, hurt, comforter. I wouldn't think twice about it. Even daddy, hmm. if he called and said, we're on our way over there. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, the door open, I'm going to sleep. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but we look at, you know, the enemy loves to use the people who are closest to us to hurt us the most. Yes. Think about it. When we go and we say, okay, uh, look at Job. Job, uh, they just got done lo- losing all their children. And all and all of a sudden, Job is, is covered in boils. His wife comes to him and says, why don't you just curse God and die? It's like, hey, I always like that kind of support. <laughs> like, you know, it's like she, he goes, no, you know, but his wife said, just curse God and die. You know, quit, just stop this, just curse God and die, get it over with. I was like, I mean, I, I don't think that's very uh, uplifting. I'd rather yeah. curse my wife and then I'd be like, I'm going <laughs> to curse you out and God take me right after that. I'd rather curse her. It's, it's sad that what you're talking about, <laughs> I live, person you think is your dearest friend, you you don't fall, walk battles on the field, battles off the field, stay together. In a way, for them to come tell you, you're not worthy of the kingdom of God, that you don't because you won't do this you don't belong here you're never going to amount to nothing you're going to never have nothing unless you submit yourself to man and when i asked them where is the build up where is it let's show up in each other i tried my best the whole, i mean he's talking about it but I, I actually went through it and this side the left side wasn't what the cussing man i'm not young be andre be a man you let him belittle you but thank God for sending my wife and the good Lord. Let him talk. Keep your peace. The mm-hmm. more I kept my peace, the frustrated he got. But then when I started yelling, the Andre, he loved it. Now that's the Andre I know. I should have said what my mom said. You should address Satan. Bye. Satan used my best friend to attack. Well, the thing is, is you know, Satan can use anyone. It's just if we give him a foothold. All we have to do is start agreeing with with something that you know, you know, whatever it might be, or start accusing somebody. If you ever, if I know for myself, when I know, well, all of a sudden when I notice when I'm starting to accuse somebody of something, there's a whole new feeling that comes over me. There's no peace. It's now aggression. Yeah. It's called it it's called having contempt. Yeah. So when you build contempt, one thing about contempt, it has to shoot at some point. So when we eat things and we 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 hold contempt in silence, and you know we we accuse mentally and not verbally. Like I could say in my mind, yeah, she did it, but I'm still cordial. Yeah. So then yeah. I'm steady building a chamber for you. And one day, that little hair going to fall on the ground, and it's going to do, 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 because I build contempt in my heart for you. Yeah. And it's, it's just Satan just working little things. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. A little, a little thought. Somebody plant one thought. 
has somebody come and and you know accuse uh, a friend of mine and accuse them of doing wrong. And I was like, no, you don't know this person, so you can't you can't say that. Right. Okay. You know how you know how can you say this? You know, well, you know this and this and this. Huh. I said, why are you bringing up the past? God doesn't bring up your past. Why do you bring up the past about another brother or sister? It's we shouldn't be bringing up the past for our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We should be addressing the future. You just pray God don't bring up your past. <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, well, do to others as you want them to do to you. Do I want anybody to bring up my past? No. no. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Nisha would do it for me. Yeah. She's like that. She's a nice person. She likes doing it. No. But the, but the point being is, you know, if every time we open our mouth, if we just thought, everything I say, would I want somebody to say that to me? More about me. But that doesn't build. So we're supposed to, we're supposed to have the ministry of reconciliation. To reconcile people to one another and to God. That's our ministry. That's what we told that we needed to to do. We need to go and reach out to our brothers and sisters and help reconcile them, not destroy them, not kick them out, but help them get back on their feet, help them see the ways that they're going, and if they can do that. Then they can draw closer to the Lord. Then they can see repentance. But if no one ever shows love, then they think God hates them too. And God doesn't hate them. Well, when you were, when I was going through this stuff, I wanted to get mad. But you know, like I told you, I said, brother, i let you go. You know, I'll pray for you. I'm like, is this me? This is the, this is the other side of me, not the old Andre. Mm-hmm. Because I could have went to toe-to-toe with him. Well, look where you was. Look what you. I said, you know what, dude? I'm gonna let you go, man. He, even, my grandmother, God bless her, she saw him. He started down in her. Yeah. And I had to <laughs> really, really. I know God did this. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. My wife came in there, hang up the phone, <laughs> calmly. And when I was got off the phone, I got angry. Then I started feeling sorry for him. Then I started feeling like, well, I should, maybe I should have just shown him more love. See how God turns it around and I couldn't. Yeah. And the thing is, too, some of that is Satan also trying to build guilt. It's like, okay, well, you know, I can, you know, God, you, you take over. I mean, yep. I don't know what these people need. There's people that say mean things to me every day. But it's like, I don't know what these people need. I don't know what to pray for them about. Huh. I okay. never told Daddy this story because I know he'd be trying to figure out who said it. And back in 2011, I got into in a verbal argument with somebody. And because I began to ignore them, they t- like text messaged me and said, is Bryce dead yet? What? I ain't never told you that. This was in 2012. But Whoa. it didn't bother me. And I said, no, but I guess spiritually you are. You're more dead than Bryce could ever be because for you to come for Bryce and Bryce can absolutely do nothing for you. I said, but you know what? It's kind of a compliment because you know that that's my heart and you know that's what I take care of. So for you to acknowledge that he is what would really get to me and not you, I thank you. 
Well, I mean, it, a, there's a lot of learning there. It's a lot of maturing. You know, we want to go tit for tat. We want yep. to, uh, you Ego know. Ego and pride. Yeah, we just, we just want to go this back and forth. And that builds nothing. It mm-hmm. only tears down. Okay. And what's needed in the churches today is more love and building up than judging because you don't wear the right clothes, you don't speak the right way, you're different color, you're whatever you want to say is to put a division there. You know, well, you don't speak with tongues, and well, you do speak with tongues, and then you don't do this, and you, well, do you don't didn't do have a chandelier. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a chandelier. Okay, uh, you know all these things, but that's not building. You know, we're supposed to be building the kingdom, not tearing the walls down that's already started. Okay, once the cornerstone's laid. That's where, where the foundation, where you make this, the building square. Once that cornerstone is put there, now you can build anything around it. And Jesus is a cornerstone. Once the cornerstone gets placed, it may not have a perfectly shaped rock that goes in there. But if you put that one in, and the next one may not be perfectly shaped either, but yet it fits perfectly together in the building. You know, people with problems, people with situations are needed in the church because, you know, they're going to grow and other people are going to be there that have situations that will help them and they'll build together. You know, you know, I've been through several different things that when I come across people that's had similar situations in my past, I can help build them. Now, it comes out straight because with my flaws, their flaws, put them all together, and it's amazing how things fit. But we want, you know, today it's now, if you're not the perfect cut stone to be here, then you're not wanted. Okay, well, then they're never going to have perfect cut stones except for the cornerstone. Well, we ran to walk the hedge. Notice one sign that said, pray for revival. Roll down the road. It's time for real out. Roll on down. I don't. She still is said, and I don't know if she said it. Then the one time I say, revival starts in you. I'm like, okay, God. I know I need to work on my reading, but it just got ridiculous. But nobody was. I kept reading it, and Don on my neck of the street. He called it. He said, Did you see those signs over there? So yeah. So I went through there. The next day, it was only one sign of the pray for revival. The other signs was gone. And I went on down the road again. That same sign, pray for revival. I said, okay, Lord, is he talking about me? Does he revive in me? Don come across the street. He said, brother, me and my, wasn't that Mary, his wife? He said, we got down on our knees and started praying. And God said, why pray for you? What about your neighbor? What about the one that you uh, left at work. He was talking to them. And Don said he started praying for these people. Went to work the next morning, and the guy said that he found God. Mm-hmm. He found God. Never. He said he, said he found peace. And Don said, oh, oh, okay, so what happened? He said, man, I just said, talk to God like I'm talking to you. Open heart. He said, I got a new me. Mm-hmm. Never been in church in 15 years, but he found God. Don come home. He was happy. He was at the work. He said, "Russell, did you did you share that with anybody? Would you have him?" And I got to think about my home when 
um, we got to start reviving in here. Yeah. Because I could let everything happened to me this week turn me down. Because if you talk to him, man, if so-and-so show up, I'm not going. My mother said, no, you go. You know what I'm talking about. Huh? Mm-hmm. She said, don't let nobody destroy your happiness with God. Right. Don't let nobody put a stop sign from you to start praising God. That's when you become a slave to that person. This come on my mama, my, I know you're listening. I say, when you start letting people take your piece of joy to please them, they win. Right. Okay. Other comments? Okay. That's that time for a commercial, huh? Something that could satisfy A peace for the hurt I have buried deep inside Knees on the floor I finally found everything I needed You lifted my soul and opened up my eyes Chasing after what won't last I'm done with building these castles That crumble like sand Oh, knees on the floor I finally found it
Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, my I have not been drinking. Yes, before. you have. <laughs> She's got tea sitting right I, I've got tea. Got but, there's, brown, but there's nothing stronger than that in here. So. <laughs> she doesn't drink. So we've been talking about don't give up. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to share your comments, your, your testimonies, give us a call at 214-431-5. Five zero three two. That's two one four. That's two one four. That's two one four. Four three one. Five zero three two. Five zero three two. I'm on Facebook Live, and I am monitoring the chats that are going on. Um, so far, Daryl, thank you for your comment. Hello, Daryl. Um, so she's just pretty much saying hi, asking how we're all doing. Glad to hear from you. Again, if any of my residents are listening, God <laughs> called me to be here tonight. Yeah, yeah. And you, and she's here now. She can't bother you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> I have a little small testimony. As long as it's a small one. Small. <laughs> How much time we got now? <laughs> I was uh. I was there. Then I went out. Not now. <laughs> I was sitting there calling mom and everybody. Man, I ain't got no gas. I ain't got this. I ain't got that. Ain't you got didn't this. call me. I called mom. My son told me last night when I got the phone. When I, you know what he told me? It ain't over, man. I mean, do you not trust God? So I got off the phone. I said, Lord, you're gonna work this out. Daddy, look over there. I just sent you 60 bucks. We just got a car at the shop. Just, we're really broke. And my son sent, he sent the money. And I said, well, oh, you know me. Well, Daddy, you said you need the gas. I think we already discussed that, didn't no, we? No. He called me after we hung up. Yeah. And I thought about what you said one month. I said, either you trust God. God is all, all the time. Mm-hmm. I gave him a little hour. Well, we don't have no money. We ain't going. Well, anyway, turned around. Man, I'm hungry. She said, well, we had a nice dinner. And, I mean, one way I went, but anyway, what I'm saying, I had to let go mm-hmm. of Andre and say, Lord, I do trust you. When I said, Lord, I trust you, he showed up. Yep. He showed up. I mean, God, God is faithful. And we've got to understand, he's not like man. He's not fickle, okay? One day this way, one day another day. He never changed. He, he's always got our best interest in mind. What, what would it benefit him to, to lie to us? Hmm. What, you know, why do people lie? To benefit them. Okay. It's usually to get them out of trouble or to for make the situation sound good for them. Right. Like 
And so, yeah. So what purpose would God have to lie to us? He's in control of everything. He has everything. He don't need anything. So why would he lie to us? But yet we think, <laughs> but we sit there and accuse God. Well, God, you said you'd do this and you didn't do it. Well, I don't oh, have this. I don't have this. I was like, okay. And so we have to get back to understanding, you know, we, we treat God like he's a human being. Okay. He's not. She said that before. He is incapable of lying. Because he has no reason to lie. <laughs> he owns everything. <laughs> I mean, if you owned everything, why'd you have to lie about anything? You cool got the power. You got the power over the sun shining. Why would you have to lie about anything? You just tell it how it is. This is the way it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm going to do because I see it's for your best interest. Well, I don't like that idea. Well, I don't care. <laughs> oh, come on. You can change his mind. I mean, I'm, we take it from our parents. I mean, well, dad, I don't like this. I don't care. I'm the dad. <laughs> okay. If you don't yep. like it, you're going to get whooping, okay? Or whatever. Like move. Okay. But the point being is, you know, you know we, 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 we put more credence in the power of man than we do the power of God. Because his power is so great that we can't consume, or to, not consume it, but to get it to calculate in our mind that great of power to comprehend it there's that there word i'm is. looking for that starts with a c <laughs> <laughs> okay but you know we we got nuclear power we think wow that's really powerful stuff and yet god says look i take care of the sun okay <laughs> i make it continue to burn i keep everything in order so it's like hey you know but it's like, well, you can't handle my problem. I got cancer, and you can't handle it, so I'm going to have to do this. What do you mean you can't handle it? He knows all about what every every living organism can do. Every hair on your head. He yeah, he said he's got that more. What about daddy? He'll have hair. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We just, <laughs> he's actually, got stubble. Yeah. His well, friend he, got enough for both, yeah, though. Yeah, he got enough for both. <laughs> But uh, you know, I'm but see, but see, it makes it easier for God to count on His end. Okay, that'd be yeah. <laughs> if there will be a brief intermission, <laughs> go to commercial. <laughs> well, you know, but if we really look at it, I mean, that's what I see when I talk to people. They don't have a concept of how God's authority, God's power. Only God is these church lessons bible study lessons and that man has made it to fit human beings they don't understand that god's greater than anything here and it's hard for our minds to conceive that but if we ever grasp it that we have a god that's on our side that wants to do great things for us and then all he requires of us is that we have believe in him and that he is able. That's it. And just keep in mind that when there are things that you say, but God, I need, is it really and truly a need or is it a want? I like that. I because that. there are times when we say, and okay, 
this is something that I'm planning on doing tomorrow, partially. Okay. Okay. I'm setting up the scenario. Here it goes. Screen opens. Yes, the screen opens, and I am chugging down the road in my little car. Towards. Towards. (laughs) (laughs) Towards Burleson, Texas. And I'm planning on going to a quilt shop. Oh, no. <laughs> and I will Turns be un- be a horror film. I will <laughs> <laughs> I will be unsupervised. Oh, That's man. what scares him the most. Okay. And I'm going <laughs> specifically looking for certain things. Mm-hmm. And if I get there and it's like, "Oh, I really need this." And it's 5 yards of fabric. Well, at least it's not a $10,000 machine. Well, I still want that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I know the difference. That is that. a want. <laughs> but I get there to the store, and I say, oh, I have to have that. And I'm seeing this gorgeous fabric. And it's like, I need this. Well, God's saying, no, you don't need that. You've got 45 yards of fabric in your sewing room you don't need that not 45 yards yes mm. she's serious i'm serious i do that's an understatement <laughs> no um anyway but when i find what i'm going there for and i it it's a tool that i'm going to need because when roger has his ablation that's six hours that i'm going to be sitting there or longer and I want something to keep my hands busy so if I get this tool that can help me while I'm sitting there in the waiting room I can keep my hands busy and and be productive then when I get there it's like I need this to do this and you have to know your needs from your wants I need food I want that Whataburger. He that Whataburger. Yeah. <laughs> but God says, you don't need that Whataburger. You need to go to the store and get that salad fixins and maybe some tuna to go with it. Be happy. And be content and get nutrition. So, <laughs> y'all leave me alone. I didn't say anything towards you. <laughs> but, but it is true. We... There's things that we, if we don't take time to sit back and listen to God, we will not know what's good for us. We can only assume what we think is good for us. You know, if we actually took time and meditated on the Lord, sat down and meditated on the Lord. Now, I'm not saying you guys sit there with your fingers all in a zero and going, <laughs> oh, okay. But, you know, uh, but the point being is, to take time and sit and think about who God is. What does the word say he is? What does he say about himself? You know, what has he shown in the scriptures? And just think about those things and start understanding who God is. You know, right now he's just a, a figment of people's imaginations of and you know and so people will have something to to call on when they go through trouble and it's like 
but that's what man wants you to think because you know man only wants what man wants so if you can if you if it benefits me then i want it okay but if it don't benefit me i don't want it well god does a lot of things that don't benefit us well you know i was looking at shelton young shelton the the sitcom and his mom was real church going lady work he says something, man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. His sister said, why are you at church and you don't believe in God? Why well, like stories? Because just as well as you look, believe in this God, I know I believe in Superman and Dwayne and, you know, the scientist. And I look at him and his mother say, don't ever blaspheme. Don't ever say. He said, but mom, I see you cry and pray and people crying to someone I can't see. But when I asked you who you crying to, you told me I was too young. Now that I'm 12, now you still tell me, well, I, I, I have to explain it to you. Now I'm 15. I mean, he, I mean, when he said this, I listened to it. We, 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 we don't, when he wanted to know about God, you told him he's too young. Somebody he can't see. But when he got older, he's still small, still going to church, talking about God. People crying, but he say, "Well, scientists, they show what they doing. They 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 explain." He said, "But when I try to explain to me who God was, you know, and I gotta think, we do people like that all day. People want to know who who God is. They say, oh, man, you you old know, you should know. Instead of take time to tell them.' But what I got from that, like my sister, he's I seen some of me and some of the people. When you want to know something." About another being you can't see, nobody show you. Well, people think you don't know about God, where you been living, they put you down. It's people oh, my age still don't know about God. No, that's because uh, you know you're expected to already know. You know, and it, they don't. Nobody wants to admit. No, I don't know. Because it's like, oh, you're right. you're stupid then, right? Because you don't know. Everybody knows. It was like, no, everybody doesn't know. But he didn't know. And, <laughs> and you also have to look at the fact that if somebody were to admit, hey, I don't know God, I don't know who he is or anything like that, yes, we are in a quasi-blessed nation that has a church on every corner, basically. Yes, and it it's like, you haven't, and I'm guilty of thinking this, I've never said it out loud, but it's like, you live in America and you don't know about God when and we're thinking they should but the people in that church on that corner there who's three houses down from you has never come and said do you know who God is Amen. Yeah, I you're going with that. and yeah. and so they've never been told you know they've only been led into what <clears throat> most people believe you know, he said I see mom crying but I never see the guy she's crying to. And then when he asked, Mom, why are you crying? I'm praying to the Lord, bless God to do. But, Mom, you never seen him. Oh, he's there. Oh, well, where? You're too young to know right now. <laughs> and, and, and these are some of the things that, that is true. People are afraid. And I, when I was a young Christian, you know, it was like, you, you don't know this? No. Well, go read. Okay, well, all right, but where? You know, how do you know God's real? 
Mm-hmm. You know? And I've had people ask me that question. Now, I could blow them off and say, well, you go read the Bible. Give them that kind of religious answer. But I said, how do I know God's real? Or how can I make you know God's real? You know how you... Well, religion has ruined people's thoughts. Because religion say, do this, do that. Do this, and you get into heaven. Mm -hmm. Do this, do this. So people say, eh, they could be man produced because it's serving. Mm -hmm. You know, give, give, give. Give to the church. But I tell people that question God, I say, if you don't believe in the Bible, if you don't believe in, in whatever you don't want to believe in, believe in what makes that sun stay in the sky. Believe said. in the moon that sits up high. Believe in the earth that we don't know how it's rotating. If you don't believe in nothing else, it's not a scientist that could be born that can create those things. Hmm. So if you don't believe in anything else, believe in what you don't even understand, why it does what it does. Because that's self-explanatory. Somebody has to do it. We ain't burnt up or froze. I mean, that's the simplest way I can put it. I was saying, me and Roger were talking today. We were talking about, like, Muslim people grew up in different their religions. Mm-hmm. It's the way they've already learned. But it says in the Bible only one way to heaven is through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, what about those Muslims that didn't know, know about Jesus and uh it's, it was saying that there's a way to find out about Jesus from TV to talk shows to t- your church to anybody that he puts it out there where you can you can find out about him. And uh, you know, and also you know, even this, even the Bible says it when you go back and read in Psalms, it says even the earth itself shows God, even the stars in the heaven show who God is, and He knows each one of them by each yeah. their names. And so you know. There's things that are outside of human control. And that's what people are trying to understand. But when somebody asks me, how do you know? I say, oh, okay, you got a while? (laughs) You want to know how I know? Okay. Well, here's how I know. And I give my testimony of what God has done in my life. Okay. How he's delivered me. How he's changed me. How he's healed me. Uh, And... I said, man didn't do it. It was God that did this. Okay? And I was a person that was anti-God. You know, it's like, God ain't real. You know, this is all made up for people to have something to lean on. Yeah. Crutches. And so, and I was like, but science couldn't answer my questions. They give you an answer, but it doesn't line up and give you an answer. It's a theory. Like, Science is full of theories, like not the proof. cavemen and yeah, I mean, and stuff it's like, like they still can't prove it. They say, well, yes, we have. No, you haven't. Everything you brought as evidence has been discarded about you know, man's evolution. There's not one thing that's been proven. Okay. And then it's like, you can only have, you know, so I was like, I studied the science thing. And I was like, it didn't answer my questions. Okay. But when it's like, okay, I'm going to give you a shot, God. Let's see if you do what this book says. He started doing what he said he would do. Because I gave him a chance to prove himself. Because that's all I knew. I didn't know how to properly pray. 
uh, or anything else. I said, well, God, I don't know. But if, that's, if it's real, show me. And all of a sudden, God started changing me. Not the world, but started changing me. And I could see that there was no way, because I couldn't change me. You know, my hatred, my bitterness, all that stuff. I, I couldn't change me. But something was changing me. Something was turning my whole life around. Somebody got me where, you know, I was an alcoholic, and one day I was like, I couldn't quit drinking. And so I I would talk to another brother in the Lord. And I said, I, I'm trying to quit, and I can't do it, so I guess I can't follow God. He says, well, you're doing it all wrong. What do you mean I'm doing it all wrong? He said, what you need to do is go before God, confess that, that what you're doing is wrong, and and then ask God to take it away and forget about it. And forget about it. Just forget about it. You told God, you wanted God to take it away? Believe he's going to take it away. Forget about it. It's worth a shot. And that's exactly what I did. From that night I prayed, I've not touched alcohol again. And I was one of these people who had to get up with drinks, had to go to bed with drinks, you know, just to survive. And all of a sudden it's gone, no DTs, nothing. It's like, what? Said, well, God doesn't do that for, for me. It's like, well, you know, did you ask him? Or are you trying to quit yourself? You know, God can do a lot of great things. But for me, he said, now, I've shown you. I have the power and authority to do this. So I start trusting a lot of things. Well, God, you show me this. So when I pray and ask for something else, God would handle it, whatever it is. Uh, so it's like he, our faith is built block by block. Okay, You believe more when you've seen things done. Not because somebody's told you. But you actually know, notice that God is making the change. Well, those blocks build. It says we're supposed to build our faith. That means we're supposed to go through experiences that sit there and you can't tell me there ain't a God. With all the things God has done in my life, you can't tell me there's not one. You can say it all day long or laugh in your face. But they, well, you don't know. Now I know exactly what I'm talking about. They can't refute your testimony. Nobody can refute your testimony, only your theories. When I was at uh, work with my son Andre, got shot up. I mean, they shot him from here, y'all on in a way. When they heard Andre Russell was, was his name, everybody thought it was me. Mom, everybody panicked. Everybody. She, she got word, and was, the hospital was packed, and I walked in the door. You know, my mom, like, they was shocked because they, they had him in, in, the, in the operating room. And before I went up, I walked in the chapel. I said, Lord, be with my son. I said, Lord, whatever you see fit, let it be. When I walked out, Tiny came up crying. They in Anyway, I didn't shed a tear there. I didn't. Kay came, Kay, that's who went with me. Kay went up there too. Kay said, well, we're praying for him. I told him, out of everybody in that hospital, you know who he asked for? Me. 
He said, where's my daddy? Now, his real daddy was there. I said, Reggie, you know, he said, he wants you. When I walked in there, he started crying. He said, Dad, I don't want to die. I said, you ain't going nowhere, man, you know. And if I tell you God didn't come in that room and give me the words to say to him, take this chance and live your life the way you're supposed to live it. And I shared that with him. When he got out of the hospital three days later, nowhere, he come to my house, my apartment. He didn't want to go home nobody but me. I cleaned the bandages, seeing all these gashes. Anyway, I said, I looked at him, you know what he told me? Thank you, Daddy, for praying for me. Thank you, Daddy. He, right now, he's got home kids. But when I walked in that hospital, I wanted to cry. I walked in the chapel. God said, hold your tears. Let me show up in you. In other words, everybody, when I went in the room, just me and him, started crying. All this thing, he got tools, but he could talk. Daddy, pray for me. Put my hands on him. And I still didn't cry. I didn't cry till I got home, laying in the bed by myself. I said, Lord, be with him. Be with me. He came home. They said he was going to be in the hospital a while. He came home in four days. And he said, he called Tiny. This Andre, he want to come home with you. Got him. The, the whole week he stayed with me. He said, Dad, I thought I was dead. The boy put the gun to his head and gone. Anyway, God shows up when you need him. He gives you strength. How many parents can sit there and say they can watch their child with uh, seven, seven bullet holes in his body and, and not take it? And how, I, But I have my strength. But I'll tell you, I cried like a baby. And I said, Lord, help me. But I never cried in front of him. No. God's got the power to do a lot of great things. Okay. Well, why does then some people's kids, they die, and other people get... Uh, I can't answer that one because God knows what they're, what what he's got planned for. If it's their time to go, it's God gone. says he's appointed every man a day to die. We're all appointed a day to die. So that doesn't change. Ain't nobody getting out of here. and so but if it's your day appointed to die then that means you've you've uh, been given all the chances you can give be given and it's like okay now it's time to go either you get it right or you or you miss out it's your choice okay but you know uh, god the creator you know, he's, he's set up all this. He's given everybody multiple t- opportunities to know him. Even if they nobody ever mentioned Jesus' name, they can still know who he is because God will come to him. And, oh, he showed himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and, God, and that sure, was yeah. with the missionary that was in Papua New Guinea. When he got there, he went into the backwoods to the native people that hardly even seen white people, let alone heard about you know any gods you know other than their tribal things but he he was shunned and wasn't allowed to come back to his his village anymore so he was isolated out in the jungle by himself he had to survive by himself nobody else no he wasn't white this was a villager oh okay (laughs) but anyway well this missionary came across him out there you know because he wasn't allowed to be around any any of the villagers People, most of them didn't even know him because he'd been out there for so long. 
But he's come across him, and he, he started talking to me about Jesus. He said, I don't know anybody this Jesus thing of yours. He said, well, you know, he started talking about what Jesus would do. He said, well, my God does that. He said, oh, really? What about this and this and this? Yeah, that's what my God says, too. Look apparent who God knows what. Well, he was like, he, said, he asked, well, who is your God? He says, I don't know his name. I was like, he said, he goes, okay, so... He talks about this, this is this is what Jesus and this is what Jesus teaches, and he says that's what my God teaches. He said, "How do you know this God of yours?" He said, "Well, I came out here. I was all by myself. I said, and I said, I called out to any anybody that would listen, <laughs> and he started hearing from a voice and telling him how to live and what he should and shouldn't do." And, you know, he had the, you know, they had their language and stuff, and he actually had a Bible in their language. And so he said, well, here, read this. He said, this is everything that this, this God's been telling me. And so he realized that no matter where in this world, God can get contact with any human being, even if you don't have a Bible, even if you don't know the name of Jesus, Okay, because people are like, well, you got to speak the name of Jesus. No, you just got to, <laughs> you know, Jesus was the example for us to follow. Once, you know, God talked to people all through the Bible. Walk with him, talk to him. Okay, and so He was talking to this this man, letting him know that He was loved, letting him know, you know, that He was the Creator, and He was the, and when He said that He was the Creator, who's the Creator? John chapter 1. Who's the creator? God. It says, in the beginning. I am. No. In the beginning, you know, or. The Word. It was with the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word is Jesus. Jesus was with him when he created the Word. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it is time for our next break. And this next song is. For God is with us. Everything's <laughs> right on time tonight. <laughs> right on time tonight. And this is by For King and Country, and we will be right back.
owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right, welcome back. That was For God is With Us by For King and Country. And this is the disclaimer I make almost every week on this show. I put the music together, and there's a lot of times I have no idea what the topic is going to be about. True. And is it not amazing how God <laughs> puts everything in place perfectly yes so and then he'll do that same thing in your life in your situations and so but it's just a fact of just relying on him okay and like i said god's not going to give us everything we want but he's going to give us everything that he knows we need so we just got to lean back and say well so i guess i don't get my new porsche anytime soon well, we'll get or BMW or you'll, Cadillac. You'll, okay, or, I'll make you a deal. Okay. You can get your Porsche uh-huh. when I get my quilting machine. Oh, okay. <laughs> we that'd, be, that'd be a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hers is only $10,000. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but, but we came, it's been, since we've been here now, almost, since November, well, October. And the first time we say, it was just me, Nisha, and Loretta here, and the rest. Whatever got put on our hearts, that's what we're going to talk about. And it's been that way. We don't make plans. Sometimes we'll say we're going to talk about something. Well, I like how he said, well, let's see what, what, y'all, what God leads us. Unless we know there's something that God has, and then we can plan it ahead of time. But, but I like how she started this back in November, right before the holiday. Which well, November? We've been here two, two plus years. Well, see, let me, <laughs> <laughs> there's only been one November in that time. Yeah, okay. yeah, we started yeah. in November. Yeah, we and sure did. And there was the following November, and we've got a November coming up in a whole lot quicker than years. we want it to be. But okay. but did but seriously, every time we talk about what we're going, first thing she said, let's see what God leads. He got what he said. Yeah, well, we, we tried lives. to plan some things, and we have done some series, so right. that, because God's put upon our heart to to do that. And uh, as you know, we just want to try to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, 
because we had I know we did an entire topic on revival we did uh, things like this and so you know these kind of things is okay God saying we need to we need to get this message out somebody needs to hear it okay and so we got to stay in tune with him so that we can minister to the people that are listening now, all you listeners out here it's you know God's God's looking out for you okay trying to give us some things that we can share you know uh, maybe goofy things or whatever you know but we we, we try to get it out to you <laughs> let you know that God does have a sense of humor because he put the five of us together he put you and Nisha together on accident <laughs> was it accident? Was it accident? <laughs> accidentally on purpose only <laughs> purpose is you <laughs> so he took an axe and dented it anyway so if you're wanting to call in and join in the conversation, please give us a call at 214-431-5032. We'd love to hear your experiences, your testimony, your questions. So please call in or send me a message on uh, Facebook Live because I am monitoring the chats. Yeah. And next week is spring break for the next Three weeks, kids from different areas are going to be getting out of school. And Glory Rising is just waiting to see what we can do to entertain, bring the party, whatever y'all want to call it. But we want y'all to know that we're here, we're waiting, and we're just excited to try to help out the young folks during the time they're out of school. <laughs> and the number you can reach me, uh, reach Andre Russell, is... 4846. Four, four, six. <laughs> That's 682 319 4846. And ask for Andre or Cindy Russell. And we'll take that information. Now, you know, it's just like I said, we're just trying to give back to the community and just give people no hope that no, we're not about us, it's about you. And we try. That's what we want to be about. It's what we can do to help you and have fun with you. So, again, just give us a call. Yeah. And also, just to reiterate, uh, when I shared it first, uh, uh, when we first got here on the seventeenth of uh, this month, we're going to invite. We're inviting a group of kids, four kids that actually have done behind the mic uh, streaming. It's called. They're called Kids Zone, and they come in. They're ten. They're they're between ten and twelve years old. Oh. And uh, so. They'll be here, huh? Uh, they're going to be on our show. Oh, okay. On that day, Rochelle uh, uh, Owens, uh, Changing Chains Ministries. That those kids were from the Angel Tree. For the, for those that had their parents incarcerated, mm. and they came and wanted to learn this, so she trained them how to get behind the mic and um, things like this. And so we're gonna give them a chance to share with you and with other teenagers. Uh, they're not th- teenagers; they're young people. Pre-teen. They're, they're, pre-teen. They're, they're the preteen. Pre-teen. Well, of course they want to be called teenagers, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, they want uh, you know we're gonna find out if. You know, we're working it right now to get to see if the parents will allow them to come and things like this. Um, and we'll, we'll have them on the show on the 17th unless, you know, we'll let you know more next week. Um, 
but I thought that would be really great. Uh, yeah, you know, they're going to let me know what topic they're going to be talking about. We're going to give them some time to actually do it on our show. So you get to listen and be part of, of the show, and you can call <coughs> in and ask them questions. Of course, you'll, they'll have some leadership here to help the tough questions. But I got my bet. Okay. So, but, yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, this is something they wanted to learn. And so I'm going to give them a platform to try to help encourage them. So, um, so anyway, I mean, that's coming up. We'll discuss things more after that. You know, maybe we'll give them a, you know, maybe we'll give them a Friday a week or a month, you know, Friday a month to, to do, do their show. Or so something. how many Fridays do you have in your week? Well, at least two. <laughs> Preferably three. The way you say it, we'll just give them a Friday in the Friday week. So yeah. we, were, we were just asking how many. <laughs> See, he's not my friend. <laughs> well, Daddy was asleep when you said Friday twice. Okay. He was like, no, Roger, don't say that. Nah, but anyway, you know, it, it, I thought about doing something like that. Uh, and we'll, we'll discuss that and see how it goes after the 17th and. You know, it have to be discussed with their parents and see if it would be okay uh, to do that. So, but, you know, you got kids that want to do something. You know, their parents are incarcerated. They want to do something better. You know, they, you know, they want to change and have something. And this is giving them an outlet and things like this uh, to help change, you know, their lives. And so I'm all for it. It's helping them build life skills, also. Yep. So you know, you'll be looking, looking forward to that. To two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, diamond in the rough. We might find one. Uh, that, from what I understand, they're pretty good. You know, they're not afraid to get behind the mic and say what they, what they have to say. Uh, so. Man, my bet. Yeah, because uh, I know Rochelle. She, you know, I mean, she's the one that taught them when she had her show here on Fishbowl for a while, and uh, so she taught them. What to do, how to get behind the mic, things and stuff, I guess. So, we're going to give them an opportunity to get out there in the air again. So, so back to our topic. Everybody's quiet. I'm freezing. You're freezing? <laughs> Are you like frozen? Cheetos. Oh, They're crunchy. You're crunchy. Okay, don't say anything. Let's continue the show. <laughs> continue the show. All right. <laughs> Okay, like Loretta does. Okay. <laughs> anyway, big eraser across the forehead. <laughs> All right. So, never give up. Okay. So, God doesn't give up. So, neither should we. So, no matter what we're, what we're going through, we should be fighting. Okay. We should be taking Satan on instead of running for Satan and hiding. Okay. But we got more authority than he does. We got more power than he does. I have a little story to tell about oh, 30 gosh. years ago. As long as it's not a joke. No. <laughs> I wish I could think of a joke oh, right now. Yeah. But about 30 years ago, um, my ex, uh, his cousin was in California, had a real bad car wreck, and they had him on the machine, you know, whatever, keeping him alive. Life support. And my ex-father-in-law came to me and said, what do I think they should take it off the take him off the machine? I said, Well, if you take him off the machine, that means you gave up hope. 
And so they left him on the machine, and guess what? He's alive and came off the machine, and he's alive. But uh, he wasn't brain dead or anything, but they just didn't think he was going to make it, and they were want to take him off the machine. They asked what I think. I said, well, if you if you take him off the machine, you gave up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And he's, he's alive and got his life back. It was slow and had to go through rehabilitation and stuff, but he made it through it. And I just thought about that when you said that a while ago. Yeah. And, and it's true. I mean, some people, it's like, yeah, it's, a, it's just some people out there that they go brain dead, and really, then, yeah, there's there's no life. Very few them. have recovered from that. Very yeah. few. But hey, you know, we, there's a lot of things that what ifs that we can put out there. But the point being is, overall, you, our faith is going to be the key. If we want to see miracles of God, because I mean. When you look in the book of uh, St. John, it talks about, it says, you know, for those who believe, what 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 should they do? Do you remember? Not give up. No, not, not to give up. They'll know those who believe. Have faith. Okay. And pray. Okay. Apparently you haven't read it. Okay. I just don't know where you're going with the question. thing is, is... These signs shall follow them that believe. Okay. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall, uh, let's see, they shall raise the dead. They shall, you know, uh, well, I'm sorry. Anyway, there's a couple more. Anyway, to even slips my mind. Even healing. Okay. You know, they shall heal the sick. Yeah, heal the okay. sick. So these signs shall follow them that believe. So the people who believe should be doing these things. How many people you see doing them? Yeah, but when a kid asks you, God said thou shalt kill, I used to be confused by Ten Commandments. I ain't going to lie. I, I I mean, but I'm, not now. God said don't kill, but they have wars. God said thou, thou shalt not do this, but they do but they do it anyway. And I'm like, I am. When my grandkids, I say, Papa, Drew's asked you what's on his mind. Y'all know that. Mm-hmm. And he said, Papa. That means that God said that I shall not kill, but they kill people every day. Yeah, they are some, but they ain't. But they have wars. What about the war? I, I couldn't explain it. The thing is, is that's what we're not supposed to do. But they do it anyway. We're not supposed to lie. We do it anyway. But I'm saying, but he said, well, God said that I shall not kill. Right. But, but and he helps people go out. Like they call the holy war. Well, he'll say they're going to kill these people because they were disobedient. Mm-hmm. And then when you got a child saying, he said, Javarius, don't you go out that front door. But you go in that living room, I'm going to hope you're behind. But I'll let other people go in the living room but him. But then when he go in the living room, I want to whoop his behind because I said so. But then, anyway, what I'm trying to point I'm making is, it's confusing when the kid asks you, well, if God said don't, you said we have to obey the Ten Commandments. I said, but Jesus came and only got three. Well, even going it two, okay. Two. But even going back to this, what is he? What was was meant by "thou shall not kill"? I mean, I can't kill a plant. I can't kill an animal for food. I can't no. kill. No, I'm just well, in the Bible, but this, in the in the Bible, God killed Ur and Onan. He killed them. For being disobedient and sinning. He told them not to spread the seeds, and they did it. And he killed them. Ur is not mentioned. It's E-R. It's not mentioned too much in the Bible. But Onan 
They didn't really specify how Ur was killed, but Onan was killed because God said, don't plant those seeds there. And because it's blatant disobedience, he was killed. Well, the people who stepped in the temple when you were sharing last week. God, if you didn't come completely prepared to walk in the temple, you and you go before him, you die. Yeah. You know, it's... See, but the thing is, there's a difference between killing and there's a difference between murder. The Bible says that thou shalt not murder is the real translation. But, yeah, but man saying that shall not kill. Well, it's, they, they put it to what you could understand in the early King's English. When you actually go back and, re- and translate it to today's English... It means to do not murder. To murder means to kill somebody with intent. With intent. Okay. So, in other words, you know, or without a cause. That's what it was. Without a cause. In other words, there was no reason for this person to die. But you kind of said some people get confused by that. Like, well, if he said don't do it, why are you doing it? And so, and then we have to deal with the consequences of doing what's wrong. If he says, you know, do not commit adultery, then you do it. Well, you got you got the consequences, but that don't mean the whole world's got the consequences. Just you got the consequences. You know. Now, if that person does it, then they have the consequences to what uh, for not doing. If God says don't plant something or you know uh, don't speak this or well, I mean, look at uh, uh, Moses. God didn't kill him. But he was he because he hit the rock and didn't speak to it. God says you no longer can go into the promised land. Sure do. You will die on this side, but I'll let you see it. So he got took him up to a mountain and let him see the promised land. But nobody. But then he died. Then it says, and he died. Okay. Now it wasn't said that God killed him, but he died, and God hid him. Nobody know where he's buried. No, nobody. But so God. now it's like okay, well, but there's consequences, and some of it. I mean, if it's you know according to the law, if a child is you know disrespectful to the parents, they used to be Stone. put to death. Stone. Why? Because of the disobedience. It didn't matter if they were seven or seventy. It didn't matter if they were seven or seventy. If you just was disobedient to your parent disrespectful they put you to death there were an awful lot of good kids too anyway um sorry um so you know there's there's a lot of things there that it's like well we want to try to group everything in into one one little basket to understand no it fit it's different things okay uh so you know when we study it's not about putting everything in one basket. It's about putting everything in its proper place. Yeah, but the kids today, they're not like where you were kids. They, they, their knowledge is more advanced than where we came up. They yeah. want to know more. Well, I mean, what I'm saying, they know. I didn't know about no computer at no 12 years old. They can go in and program and pull up and date on it. Well, they know, give you an example, my grandson is nine years old. I didn't when I first got my phone. I didn't know how to. Give me Papa. That's just because anything we learn. I mean, kids nowadays don't know what stuff that I learned when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm saying because we they, they didn't go out kids. in the woods. They don't go out and learn all this saying. stuff. They don't learn life skills, things that I've learned 
they have no clue on because they never learned it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's no different. They're learning the same that we learned. It's just we're, they're learning different stuff because that's what the government says you need to learn. Yeah, I mean, kids, they had a little boy uh, six years old. You know, that's what he's doing. He can do type. They, he's talking to his any, mom. Any, well, anything you can do if you teach a child at a young age. A child can play a guitar professionally if you teach him at a young age. Well, I was playing drums at four, so. A lot, of, a lot of your concert musicians, violinists, whatever the instrument is, a lot of places start teaching them at the age of two. Two, yeah. Because it's like, first of all, they're learning the dexterity with their hands, but it just gives them a maturity. It gives them concentration. It teaches them... And kind of my favorite theme is life skills. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you take a child, no matter what it is, I mean, it, there are people that teach their kids six languages, and, and they're only six years old. You it's know? a little girl in our apartment. She's five. She knows seven. And so it's what wow. you teach them. See, at a young age, the their mind, mind, their mind is just absorbing everything. Right. Okay. Your brain is a sponge. And so the more you give them, the more they'll absorb. Because I was going to turn the SOS fast, but time to get older. I mean, that's what it's going to take. I've, I've understood kids, and, and even though their basic communication was crying, if you watch how they manipulate their cries for certain things, their mom walk off at six or seven months, it's like they are aware. That's my mom, and she's leaving. So if, she, if they can understand, most kids, they just sit there, they're like, I don't know. But it when the first sign of not manipulation but understanding is when they know when to cry and how to cry to get your attention. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's e- early as four months they can cry. <laughs> no, that's you actually earlier than that because when the baby cries because they're wet, they want it off. They cry. know how to holler. Yeah. They're so, hungry. Then they, they learn that eat. if they do that, then you'll get response. I had a, a move in, and the baby was seven months. She had a five-year-old. That's the one I said no seven languages. Mm-hmm. And then she had a one-year-old. She had a, no, the little boy was four, four or five, and the little girl was seven months. So I was giving each one of them a trick. The baby that's seven months old said, like like her brother and sister, they was like, she did like that. And I just screamed crying. I was like, that baby said, <laughs> And then when I took them a picture when they were moving, I got it in my phone. I'll show y'all. And I said, say cheese, that baby said. <laughs> At seven months? She's, she's, I'm going to show you the picture. She said, with the rest of these kids you know you can learn anything okay and the younger you start them because they're absorbing so much so quickly okay they've started off with zero knowledge of this world they were born all they had was known of the functions inside the, of the womb now they've got air to breathe they've got movement uh, and things food like this to eat. food to eat you know that they didn't have before. Now they got to learn all this stuff, and so the brain is just absorbing, absorbing. And the younger you can teach somebody things, you know, the more they'll learn. And the and the more you you teach them, and they be successful, the more they want to learn. Okay, my son, it, you know, was really it was really surprising. I mean, he was in first grade, and I think the first grade. He was, we took him out of school after what first grade, right? The homestool. We came back. Oh, no, 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 we were still there. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so I was teaching him math. Okay. And I was teaching math from here, not writing it out. What's what's four plus two? Uh, six. Okay. Then I would say, what's four plus two minus two? Hmm. And then he's like, okay, four. And I got kept. And then I say, okay, you got four white roses and six red roses, and, and you get the answer right every time. Because I, I time to use his head, not to write writing it, it all down. I mean, That's yeah, cool. you got to learn to write, but. I was teaching him to think the process, okay? and he was doing a wonderful job. He was way ahead in, in the national testing. Okay? Then we got back here in the United States, and they said, well, you can't homeschool them. I didn't have it here then. Well, no, we, could, we were still supposed to be able to do it. They said, well, he's socially not where he's supposed to be. What do you mean not socially where he's supposed to be? His scores were two grades above where he was at. Okay, and all of a sudden it's like put him in school. He was bored. He already learned that. Like tyranny. Okay, and so that hurt because now he's not excited about learning. Now he has to sit here and be bored because he already knows the material. They wouldn't let him advance. I said, "Well, test him. Pass him to the next grade." No, we can't do that. They showed a whole lot of kids. They held him back a year. Yeah, because he was too smart. And it is time for that next break. And our song is More Than You Think I Am. (laughs) I know you're laughing. And this is by Danny Gokey. And we will be back. Somewhere on a mountain top, but never think behind bars. You'd be amazed the places that I go to be with you, where you are. So forget what you've heard, what you think that you know. There's a lot about me.
Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right, welcome back. That was More Than You Think I Am by Danny Gokey. And we're coming down to the wind down. Every time. We, we, still have a, <laughs> we still have a few more minutes, so if you want to get that call in, that number is 214-431-5032. We'd love to hear from you. I'm still monitoring the Facebook Live also, so... so. And we've been talking about don't give up. Hang in there. You can hear all the stuff that you know we've been going through and some of the things there, but we just can't give up. You know, if you give up, you'll never succeed Achieve, yep. what what is capable you're capable of. Because you got to be tried and pushed to your limit so that you know what your limit is. And so, and then sometimes your limit changes. You get pushed so far, and it's like, I never thought I'd get this far. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I went to school. I graduated high school. I never thought I'd get that far. Oh, <laughs> then, then you went to college, and it's like, wow, you graduated college. Wow, I didn't think I would get this far. Yes. Okay. I took my real estate test, and I failed. You failed your real estate test? But I'm going to go back into <laughs> it. Go back and do it again, huh? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, it's like, tell us, don't give up. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you push. I say, well, then you show, then you know some of your shortcomings. Now you can fix those and take the test again. Now I looked at the test and I was like, huh? I looked at the score and I said, well, now I know. Mm-hmm. But it it's that you went all that for, all that distance. You took the test. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's now I'm smarter now. Now I can go back and I understand the test better. And sometimes it, that's a lot. For me, it was. It's like not knowing what to expect out of the test. Mm-hmm. And you go in there with one preconceived idea. And it's like, wait a minute, this isn't working. You know, but, you know, it's like, well, that's okay. Where it's okay to fail. You're not a failure because you fail. It's when you give up. It's when you quit. That's so when you're the failure. That's why this one, just listening to that, when I first seen the score, I didn't want to tell nobody. I was like, I'm just not going to tell nobody. But I said, well, you were going to tell everybody if you pass. <laughs> so the same people that love you if you she pass. Because she had to tell them. I was trying to tell that. I was like, because I did all this studying, mm-hmm. all the schooling, mm-hmm. all the practices, and fail. It's like, okay, time to say, well, now to go back, do some more practice tests, and get it the next time. So if I come back on the radio show and I say, whoop, 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 that means I passed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Either that or she swallowed a bird. <laughs> See. <laughs> and, you know, See, I end funny. up, if y'all, if you're watching on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. But I almost always end up sitting between Roger <laughs> and Nisha. I am in the middle here. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> you right. But that's okay. So, but. <laughs> she just she just blocked me from picking up so oh, thank you. Yeah. I just wanna say we all know where our hope is. 
and that's Jesus. Aren't you glad we have hope? I'm mean, just think of all the things in the world, and I mean, hope is. I mean, if we didn't have that, what would we have? We didn't have hope. He is our hope. Right. Well, I, I encourage right. people to go and read the Book of Psalms. Okay, read Psalms. Look how David was so appreciative of the things that God did in his life. Even though he, even though he killed a man to take his wife, he repented. Though he repented, he had a consequence to it. But God still called him his friend. So, when you read, I mean, you can see the admiration. He says, "I rejoiced when they said, let 'Us go to the house of the Lord.' It was an exciting thing for him to do." Because he got to go and be in the house of God. He said, you know, he said, my enemies, they prosper over me. But they can't enter the house of God like I can. So why do I want what they have? I've got the best. And when you start reading some of these things, it'll start putting into your mind how valuable God is. From a king who started off as just a shepherd boy, beat a giant, and then became king over all of Israel. Now, how many, I don't know too many little shepherd boys that because they win one battle, they get to be king. Okay, But he believed in his Lord that his Lord would take care of him. And then when you read through the Psalms, it, you just see the the excitement and the average, and you feel the pain when he writes about, I've sinned against you. So, I mean, I encourage people to not just go and read it for the content, but read it to see the emotions that these people are writing and how they were writing and why they were writing, what their problems were. They had all kinds of problems. Okay? But to go and take that time just to read the Psalms. Look at Daniel and uh, Meshach, Bendigo, and Shadrach. I know, I know you were shocked, but <coughs> y'all leave me alone. Did I say it right, Bendigo? Anyway, if you read Daniel. The books of Daniel, or and uh, about the three brothers, I ain't gonna say their names. I know what I'm talking about, but uh, <laughs> they never, when they was threatened, when Daniel was threatened, he never, never, wasn't afraid. He knew who God was gonna protect him. And when they went looked in there, when they put him in the lions, then they were tamed. They didn't, they need him, and that's faith. And a God, no one seen. But look at the three brothers that threw them in the furnace. When he was scorched. They said the door was how high was, how was in there. It was, it, it, it was seven times hotter. Yeah. Didn't touch him. And you're talking about Daniel. Just read the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. They had to have faith. They had to truly believe in the living and God. And this was that they lived that faith yes. up to that point. They yeah, didn't wait yeah, till right. that point to find God. They had to live it, walk it. They were walking this yeah. every day, putting up with the ridicule, putting up with you know uh, being accused of this and accused of that, and 
so on and so forth. But yet they prove themselves by by walking a, a right life. The old folks stand fast. I'm saying right. They stand fast or they stick. What do you want? They just stand still. When you take stuff and you never don't back down. Stand fast. Mm-hmm. Stand fast. Step. So, so I mean, I'm just I'm encouraging those that it's like. Well, I don't know. I. I found so much just by going back and reading the Psalms and, and reading how how David was affected by his relationship. Not just relieving because this is a song and so yeah, okay, whatever. You know, no. He was pouring his heart out to people. Mm-hmm. And Solomon Solomon is this one, huh? Solomon oh, David's son, yeah. And uh what was his other son name? Oh. Well he had a couple different ones, but Solomon became a king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only son that became a king out, out out of his litter. The other two was killed. So, yeah, am I right? First, the first one was killed as a baby, and then one was killed that, during the war or, or battle. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. I can't, I can't think of his yeah. name either. Absalom. That was Absalom. Ab- Absalom. <laughs> yeah, now I'm getting. I'm getting uh, Andre's. I'm into Andre's syndrome. <laughs> Well, we're going to solve the Andre syndrome (laughs) because I am so sorry to have to say it is time for the wrap-up. Oh, come on. I know. (laughs) I'm having a good time. I'm going to blow bubbles in my drink. I'm going to go cry. (laughs) Anyway. So we're going to start the wrap-up. And... I was going to say, instead of starting with you, Cindy, I'm going to start with Roger, and we're going to work around the table this way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they keep hearing that, that mic keep moving there. <laughs> anyway. So we're starting with you. With, with you. Okay, we're starting with you. I'm you. Okay. <laughs> we're starting with Roger. Oh, okay. Not Loretta. <laughs> Not Loretta. Okay. Anyway, I mean, as, as I was shared earlier, it's like, you know, God had to deal with me about not giving up. Not surrendering to emotions or anything like that. He's looking for warriors. Okay? A warrior is one who fights and will keep fighting until they die. Okay? Because they believe in the cause that they're fighting for. Well, we need to stand up and fight for for our Lord and fight for, for what he wants. Okay? And what he stands for. And if we die, we die. It's not a big deal for a warrior. They, that's you know, you die. It's an honor. It's like, but they won't quit. They will not quit. They will go from start of that war, and they'll keep going until either they're relieved to to get some rest or till they die. The whole point is, they give their life for that cause. Do we give our life? For Jesus as our cause. Okay, think about it. Giving up. Instead of give up, get up, dust yourself off, and realize you're still in this fight. If you got breath in you, blood flowing through you, stand fast, stand still, because you're giving up. Is giving up on God and saying God is not worthy to take you through. So. Remember, if you're true, share, serving the true God, the true God is going to bring you through. Thank you. 
I just was wanting to say that just don't lose your faith. As long as you have your faith and your hope with Jesus, you're going to make it through anything. You'll make it. Amen. Miss Nisha. 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 I hear you. She, oh, don't wake her up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here today. Oh, I haven't had a chance to make it. So, first of all, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to us every Friday, even if the producer is here more than me. Um, I I do come. and If I don't come, it's beyond my will. It's charged to my head and not my heart. But I would like to say never give up. Even this was a good testimony for me, given the fact that I admitted I failed my first test, but this spoke to my soul to try again and just know that, What's for me, no devil in hell can stop it. So thank y'all all for listening. Y'all have a great night. All right. And we're back to me. And I have got to admit, I have enjoyed this conversation tonight. It's a conversation that at least for, I think, most of us, it hits home. Because none of us <coughs> want to give up. But... I'm going to admit, yes, I have, I'm flawed. I do give up sometimes. But as they've said, when you give up, you're giving up on God. And when you give up on God, you're like Andre said, you're telling God, you're not worthy of my praise. And he is worthy of our praise. And when things get going rough, He's there. He's allowing the things to happen because he's wanting to teach you something that's going to better you. Hmm. And when we're going through the struggles, when we're going through the difficulties, I, I can speak for myself. If I'm going through it and I've gotten down and I'm at the point where I just want to quit, it's because I don't believe it's for my good. I believe I'm being punished for something, and that's not true. And I want you to understand, if you're going through difficulties, it's not a punishment. It's a learning opportunity. So don't give up. And please come back and join us next Friday night at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Or, I'm sorry, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time. We shortened it. All right. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we could handle an hour anymore. Uh, no, I think we'd be like, uh, oh, never mind. It's over with. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, join us next week here at the beautiful Fishbowl Studios. I got it. I did. Yeah. Here in the beautiful Bedford, Texas. Yes. AGB. So, uh, anyway, come back next week. Be blessed, but most importantly, be a, be blessing. a blessing. Good night. Good night. Good night. It's the blue of the sky. It's the beacon in the it's the calm within the thunder and the rain It's the end of all
It's the end and it's the start Oh, it meets us where we are It's the gravity that pulls us to your heart 